You're listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between running and positive mental health. We do this by talking to runners from all walks of life who generously share their experiences with us. So you don't miss an episode, I've created an email list for you to join. Check the show notes for more details. Without further ado, I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we're having a bit of a flashback. We're going to go back to an episode where I shared how running had saved my life in at least three ways. I hope you enjoy this. I've had a number of people ask me about that episode and a few other people say they hadn't managed to listen to it. So here I am presenting it to you again in a gap in our schedule. So enjoy. In this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast, we're going to do something a little different. Today, I thought maybe it's time to introduce me. (laughs) Many of you already know a fair bit about me, but some of you don't. For some of you, I'm new. And even if you do, you might learn new things about me when you listen to this episode and about why I run. But first, let me tell you a little bit about my backstory. Where did I grow up? Who I am? All of that kind of stuff. So I was born in Melbourne, but by the time I was six months old, my mum and dad moved to King Island. And King Island's a little island between Tasmania and the mainland of Australia. It's where my mother grew up. So that's why we went there. My dad, he was straight from England. Um, they met because my mum was a nurse in Melbourne and my dad was like, like a sailor, but I think he was a merchant marine. Anyway, mum got pregnant, that's me, and he moved out here to Australia to be with her. So we moved to King Island when I was six months old. I grew up there from six months to 15. I grew up on King Island um, on a 1,500-acre farm with uh, three siblings. It was a great lifestyle, really loved it. I also now have another sister who's 18 years younger than me. So there's actually five of us all together. Um, But growing up on King Island, uh, when it came to sport, I was pretty outdoorsy, um, as you can imagine, although I do love to read a book when I had uh, housework to do. (laughs) But I helped out a lot on the farm. I loved riding horses. And at school, I was actually quite good at running and I loved it. I loved that feeling in my hair as I was, you know, racing around the track or doing cross country. And in the last few years of high school, I was actually track and field champion, which sounds awesome uh, if you just ignore the fact that maybe there's not lots of people who go to school on King Island. (laughs) Anyway, it was a pretty idyllic sort of childhood. Remembering um, as I go on with my story that, um, Running was something I loved to do as a kid. And, you know, I got um, kudos for it. You know, I did well, um, at least in my environment, I was doing well as a runner. So um, that was cool. So I took that with me as part of my identity, I guess. I left King Island and went to live with my father, who by then my mum and dad had split up when I was about nine. And my dad um, remarried and eventually moved to Victoria. 
Uh, and so it was all very amicable, um, all of that stuff. So I'm very fortunate in that way. My mum and my dad and my stepmom all still get on really well. So I'm very lucky in that regard. So I went to Tarragon uh, in Victoria, which is in country Victoria, to do my year 11 and 12. I got halfway through, well, I finished year 11 and maybe a quarter of the way through year 12 and my mum and the rest of my siblings at the time had moved to Tasmania so that my mother could go to university and I like lots of uh, I guess I was 17 year olds <laughs> I wanted to be where my family was and or where my mum was and the rest of my siblings so I moved to Tasmania and finished off my year um, 12 in Launceston and that's how I ended up in Launceston and pretty much have been there on it mostly <laughs> the rest of, uh, of my adult life so I was you know the 17 year old um, I think I'd started drinking and and a, a little bit of smoking like most 17 year olds at that point um, it was a pretty cool thing to do at least in the group that I was with um, I played a bit of tennis a um, bit of volleyball and I still ran a little bit but just sort of to stay a bit fitter uh, to play those other things um, and when you're young you seem to be able to just get away with that sort of thing didn't you I don't think I was particularly fit but um, thought of myself as a bit sporty even though I was a bit of a party animal at least for a couple of years maybe 17, 18, 19. I did go to university um, after year 12 I did applied design and technology, which I think my mother was in third year and I was in first year. For those of you who don't know, that's a woodwork and metalwork teacher. So that's what I was being trained to do. At the end of that first year, I went, hmm, maybe I don't want to do this. And so I jumped into nursing. I did that for three months. And by the time they showed us dead bodies I was like mm, I don't think I want to see dead bodies and I said uh, to my mum I don't think I want to be a nurse either so they said well maybe go do something else and so I went overseas when I was 19 for six to seven months and I just hung out with um, as you said I said before my dad's English so I hung out with my family there worked in um, a couple of places including um, pubs like most Aussies who go to England for any time so I was over there for a little while. Then I came back um, just hanging after hanging out over there, um, not running at this stage. I was probably quite unfit by the time I'd done that. I came back to Tasmania and started working in Centrelink because, quite frankly, everyone I knew had a job almost and was making money and I didn't and I needed to. So um, I started working in Centrelink, which I think at the time was called Social Security and when I'm saying at the time, let me see, that was probably 1989, maybe, 88, 89. So talking about that sort of, you know, a long time ago, technology's changed a lot since then. So I started working for, for this government agency, um, Social Security, and uh, with them, I transferred to Victoria. I had an got job opportunity over there. So I went over there. I met my first husband while I was there. Uh, and then we both moved back to Tasmania after a year or so of being uh, living in Victoria. And uh, we had two children just to, you know, cut. I've been alive a long time, so I don't want to go through too much detail. 
but I think this is bit is quite relevant to my running story. So we had a couple of children um, and the marriage really wasn't the happiest of marriages for many reasons, but we did used to fight a lot. I think we just had quite different views on the world and how things should be. So by the time I was 25, I'd had my second child with my first husband and I was about 100 kilos and I'd have to tell you, I was pretty unhappy. So I was working at, at Centrelink um, and I had two children. My marriage was quite unhappy and I was about 100 kilos. Within, I would say within a month of having my second child, I decided I needed to do something and that's when I remembered that as a child, I loved to run. Not only that, I thought I was good at it because, you know, that's, that's the feedback I got at school. So I decided I would start running. And for me, that meant, well, every day. So even though I didn't run far when I first started, I still ran every day. And very soon I lost the weight and I actually started to feel better about myself. And I really, I do credit that beginning running with that. Um, I didn't stop running, as most of you know. So back then I was 25. I'm now 53. I haven't stopped running yet. I still run. There wouldn't be many weeks in all of those years that I haven't run. Um, and that's how it started. And that's why it started. Uh, I go on to say um, I had a work colleague in Social Security in Centrelink who suggested that I join the Launceston Running Club. That was about 1995. I was about 26, and I have been a member of that particular club ever since. What I've found on the podcast is that so many of you tell me that it's the people that you meet, and that's one of the reasons that you've kept running, not just that it's good for you or it makes you feel good, but also the people that you meet. That's a big part of it. And I guess I have to tell you that those people that I met back when I was 26, I still know them. They're still my friends and I agree wholeheartedly heartedly that the people that you meet uh, in running, they just become, you know, pivotal in the rest of your life. It's amazing, those relationships that you create. So, you know, I really loved going to those races, but, hey, my marriage was still, it still sucked, actually. It was still pretty bad, that first marriage. And then one day in 1997, uh, the marriage went from being, pretty verbally abusive to being physically abusive. And on that day, I grabbed both of my kids. They were now five and three, and I left. That was what it took. You know, looking back, I think maybe um, we wait too long when things aren't working. When things are verbally abusive, there's no bruises, there's nothing to show for that. But when they're physical, it suddenly that kind of just puts it in my in for me in my face. But I do wish sometimes that I had left a lot earlier. However, that's not what this story is about. I do I think that because of my running, it gave me the strength to say, "Hey, look, that's enough," and I left. Um, the breakup itself wasn't that easy. Um, that included my ex husband actually took our son quite violently one day during that breakup period and they were missing for 30 hours now he had expressed um, desires for potentially suicidal thoughts to me during the breakup time and so when he took our son who was only five at the time and in that violent way that was a pretty horrid 30 hours I'll tell you um, 
again, I think it was because I had started running a couple of years earlier and or three years earlier and felt much better about who I was. Like I knew who I was. I was a reasonably strong person, I think. And in some ways it was because of the habit of running, if that makes sense. Like I had started running, I was physically feeling better about who I was, but it's also because I'd started something and I was still doing it. Like I hadn't stopped. So I felt, I felt good about myself, I guess. And that um, I could make these decisions for myself and for my family that were better for us. Um, I haven't talked much about these things in the past. So I hope anyone out there who's listening to this, if that helps you um, go for a run, <laughs> it, it really can help you. I, credit it with saving my life in many ways you know one was when I was really overweight one was when you know the marriage wasn't working and it was getting to a stage where it really wasn't working and I think running gave me the strength to move on when I needed to my mum who's an art therapist would say to me what are you running away from and I would tell her actually I'm running towards <laughs> I'm running towards the new me where I need to go so it's quite an interesting uh, take on that um, yeah, it helped me escape, as I like to say sometimes. Um, it was just really those simple moments when you're running, it's just one foot in front of the other and you can just be in the moment and um, think about the things that are going on in your life or, or not even. Just gives you some relief as well. You can really, it's, yeah, I love it, obviously. That's why I have a podcast about running. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons. So in, in just to move my story forward, in 1999, I remarried and I'm still very much in love with Simon. If you want to listen to his story, um, he's actually one of the episodes on the podcast. I will link it in the, pod, in the show notes if you like. Uh, he doesn't love running, but he used to be an elite sports person himself when he was younger. And so he really understands it. And thankfully, he supports my running in any way he can, including running with me, even though he's quite a reluctant runner in many ways. So um, for, to get a long story, I mean, this is the long story of my life. To make it a little shorter, I did go back to university after working at Centrelink. They helped me uh, initially. I went back to uni. Um, they helped me with, I think I was a social worker I started with and then when I eventually left uh, Centrelink I could use the credit from the social work as well as my past um, year and a bit in education and by the year 2000 I was an infant teacher a fully qualified infant teacher I did a little bit of teaching mostly uh, relief although I did have a class interestingly with my mum for um for a year in Launceston we we shared an a uh, I think it was a two, three at Rochelle. Um, so I did do a little bit of teaching, but not, not a whole heap. In fact, I decided I love freedom. <laughs> it is one of my biggest values. Maybe that's another reason I like to run. I just love to feel free and that freedom of movement and the wind in your hair and all of that. Anyway, I, um, I decided I needed to have my own business because not only was I a teacher by then, um, I had three children, three more children, I should say. So that's a total of five children. So by 2000, and I think Sebastian was born in 2004. So by, two, no, sorry, 2003. So by 2003, I had five children, not just two. Uh, so I, I was busy at home as well. So the idea of going out 
and looking after other people's children in a classroom didn't thrill me. So <laughs> I stayed home with mine. Uh, my husband um, gave me time to go running and I started my own business. So I did that in 2002. I started a business online, uh, creating and selling digital products all over the world. So it was a perfect kind of job for me in many ways because it gave me the freedom to be home with the kids but um, also to explore lots of different opportunities. I think the internet was starting to explode by then. I'm not sure Facebook existed uh, quite but many other things on, online did uh, and I was quite successful at that in fact and became a digital coach for small business. I did lots of mentoring and running workshops for the state and federal government here in Tasmania uh, and then we also opened our own web development business and um, online marketing business for small business in Tasmania. So we did that right up until about 2014. I say we because eventually my husband, Simon, came and joined me in the business, um, which was great until I kind of had to sack him because, you know, <laughs> no, sort of. Anyway, we still work together a little bit. And I lovingly say that because he came to work for me. Um, now, uh, well, actually, rather than skipping to now, in 2014, we decided we didn't want to have lots of um, uh, work for lots of other people all of the time the way we were, especially with the government contracts we were having to keep reapplying for every year and things. So we decided what we'd do is take some of our coaching clients and some of our web uh, business and we would take our three young children and travel a little bit hit the road if you like our two older kids had already flown the coop and were off doing their own thing so by 2014 we just had the three younger ones so they were 10 12 and 14 and we took them um we'll say around australia we came up to queensland and then uh, then we drove all of the West Australian coast and camped. And then we sold our Tarago, which is what we were using at the time and living in a tent for a couple of months in West Australia. We sold all of that in Darwin and we went over to Asia and spent, um, basically spent 18 months in Asia and in Europe, house sitting and exploring with the, the kids. We took our business on the road. We homeschooled the kids. And wow, that was an amazing time. And when it came to running, we still ran. So Simon and I would run at least a couple of times a week. We called them, I guess, um, exploring runs, tourist runs. We'd just go for a little run around to, um, to explore our new environment whenever we moved to a new place. Um, and it was a great way to explore. So those of you who love to travel, don't think that you, um, you can't run just because you're off traveling around, you can. And in fact, it's a great way to explore. So we did that. Um, before we went away though, we'd had already run a number of marathons. So our running, when it comes to distances, we're you know, really into that marathon distance and we'd done an ultra, we'd done a 50K as well. So we loved that. Um, one thing we've also done a lot of is bushwalking. So a lot of hiking, um, including many overnight hikes. So you know, as you'll hear in a minute, that's probably the direction I want to head in, more combining my love of trails and bushwalking with my running. So we got back to Australia in 2016 and we just ramped up our business. Um, I'm still working in the online space, as is Simon, although not specifically doing what we were before. Um, I tend to um, 
do some online business things for a particular client. Um, have mostly just one client where Simon has some contract work that he does. But it is all still online and we're pretty much free to be wherever we are as long as we have an internet connection, which is awesome, by the way, because what it does mean is I can go and run with my friends that I've been running with for, I'd say, gosh, maybe even 15 years now. I've been running twice a week when I've been here in Tasmania, <laughs> been running with them twice a week uh, at nine o'clock on a Tuesday and a Friday. Now, if I didn't work for myself, that'd be really hard. Like, <laughs> luckily, most of my friends, um, they worked shift work and things like that. So they were also able to, to be there regularly at those kind of times. Um, so I have found with my running that if I, I don't want to let other people down. So if I'm running with other people, it's much easier <laughs> to get out of bed and go now and do my runs that I need. Um, so I guess I've been running since 1994 when my now 28-year-old was born. Um, I've been with the running club since just after that. So I started with the running club when I was 27, 28. Um, and I've been on the committee most of the time when I've been in Tasmania. Um, I have been on the committee as well in some form. And recently I've just spent five years as the president of the running club. So I really have tied a big chunk of my life into running in some way. Um, I've done a bunch of marathons, mostly the Melbourne Marathon, but I've also done the Gold Coast and I've done a couple of ultras as well now. Uh, but what I want to do, like I said, is move into trail running. Um, why? Well, mostly because I don't, I don't want to do the racing anymore. I'm the kind of person who gets quite anxious, which is, I know, weird because I've done so much racing, especially those of you who don't know how the Launceston Running Club works. It's a handicapped running club, which means we all start at a different time and they run races through winter and it's every Saturday for at least 20 races a year. So that's a lot of running, <laughs> not to mention um, I've obviously entered lots of other you know, fun runs and things like that as well. So you'd think I'd be over that, but I'm not. So I still get quite anxious uh, before a race, even though I'm not particularly great runner. I just, um, I run for the love of it. Um, I still get quite anxious, but I'm, I think I'm quite competitive as well. So even though I'm not, you know, super fast or anything anymore, I'm quite competitive. So if someone's just ahead of me, I'll try and beat them and, yeah, whatever. Anyway, those nerves do disappear once I start a run, by the way. That kind of led me to thinking, well, if I do more trail running, that tends to be a bit more relaxed, if you know what I mean. Um, unless you're an elite, that is. You go and hit the trail, you enjoy it. It could be different every time. So, and I love it. I just love being outside. It kind of that's where I'm heading. So I'd like to do some ultra trail runs and um, either events that other people have organized and or some that I organized myself for myself. So I'm planning to set myself a couple of challenges and then I will train towards um, achieving those challenges, whether it's running some wonderful trails in Tasmania, which we have millions of them. Well, not about millions, we have lots. Uh, so it could be that. Um, or somewhere else around the world as well. So that's my plan for my running at the moment. What does my running look like right now? 
Well, right now, actually, this very moment when I'm speaking to you, I'm house sitting in Noosa and I'm running, walking with a couple of dogs because I'm looking after some dogs, which is, it's fun. But when I'm home, I run, as I said before, I run every Tuesday and Friday morning and then I try to get at least one or two runs in the rest of the week. Um, and we take our dogs, our dog for a walk too in order to, to stay fit. One of the reasons I want to plan some big ultra trail is that that will then, I will then have a plan and I will know that I need to, you know, run this amount of distance this week and I need to do this kind of training and that. So I'm very um, motivated by that big scary goal at the end, <laughs> whatever the distance is and the, the trail that I choose. Um, I don't want to get to that point and not have trained enough. So for me, it's very important to follow a plan. That's just how I work. And so once I have that plan, I'll, I won't be in this holding mode that I'm in at the moment. So right now, yes, I'm running pretty regularly. And I'd say with the dogs, I'm running most days, but we're not running very far, but I am running, but I'm in a kind of holding pattern. So when I have um, that plan, that holding pattern will go out the door and I will know exactly what I need to do every day, which is, that's kind of how I work. Um, so what about my running identity, which is a question that I ask most people, I think I've thought of myself as a runner most of my life, even when I wasn't running between sort of 17 to 25, I think I still thought of myself as a runner because there's something very, very powerful about what happens to you as a child, because I, because I did well at running at school, I've always thought of myself as a runner. I think that's why. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons that even like all of my children bar one have got over 100 runs at the running club. The one child that didn't, she cried the first couple of races that I took her to when she was five or six and decided she, running was not the thing for her. So <laughs> she's the only one who hasn't. The rest of them have that in their DNA, if you, if you like. And I hope that they too feel that if they ever want to run in their future, in their lives, um, that they think of themselves as a runner in some way, just like I do um, in my identity. How has that affected me when I've been injured? And I have had the odd injury here and there, but it, they tend to be because I fell somewhere and hurt my ankle or whatever. They don't really have major, ever had major injuries. Even when I was pregnant, I think I ran the Bernie 10 uh, when Sebastian, he was born in November and the Bernie 10 is in October. So I think I ran that at about 32, 33 weeks um, pregnant at least. Um, and I just said to Simon, um, that's okay. There's ambulances all the way along and I'll just run for a K, walk for a K. And that's what I did. And guess what? He was fine. And so was I. <laughs> um, so what about my identity when it, when it comes to injuries? I don't, I do struggle. I have to tell you, there was one point when we were away doing our traveling around Europe and I hadn't run very much. And I ended up at a, um, a retreat and people were talking about, about things and, and what they wanted to work on and what was troubling them most at the moment at that time. And when I asked myself that question, I said, oh, I feel like I haven't been running enough and I feel really bad about that. Like I just really felt horrible about it. And of course, you know, the solution was, well, do some more running. 
which is what I did. So how, how would I feel about that if I couldn't run? I really think I would need to put something else in my life that was equally physical. Um, so depending on what my injury was or why I couldn't run, um, I would need to adopt something else and start to really feel it as part of who I am. What that is, I don't know. I've tried water running once when I was trying to get over an ankle injury and it wasn't any fun. And you have to go out of your way. That's one of the things I love about running. You don't have to, it's just so simple. It's like put a pair of shoes on. It really doesn't matter what you're wearing. Um, just head out the door. It's just so simple. And I love it for that that fact that it is so simple. I mean, we make things complex as humans, but um, I try not to. So that's why I love about my running. So what do I think about when I'm running? Well, like most people, all kinds of things. I think about what are we having for dinner? I think about what did I do yesterday? How I could have done better? And then there are times where I just think, hey, stop thinking, look around and just be in the moment. And you know what? They are the best times is when I stop thinking because I heard something not long ago, the number of thoughts that the average person, that all of us have in our head at any one time, it's like a hundred thoughts an hour or something. It's a lot. And we just flick around and there's not necessarily any rhyme or reason for some of the thoughts that we have um there could be something about the past worrying about the future uh, all that kind of thing we don't spend that much time thinking about right now or just being in the moment and I don't know if that's because it's the way our brains are wired or what but on those times when I have made a bit of a concerted effort to just be in the moment I feel a bit better yep and it's good it's good for me. So I try to do that pretty regularly when it comes to what am I thinking about? Um, one of the questions I ask people in the podcast is, well, what do you listen to? So when I am running by myself, I will listen to an ebook or a podcast, not my own podcast as a rule, um, or I won't listen to anything. Um, I quite like just having the silence as well gives me an opportunity to do a little bit of a check-in as I was saying a minute ago with um, you know just being in the moment so I will sometimes go through um, you know from the top of my head down to the bottom of my feet while I'm running like how am I feeling you know is anything particularly sore is this just a little bit of running soreness or is it something else I need to think about um, and when what's going on around me what can I smell what can I see what can I feel um, what can I hear? I like um, talking, you know, having all of those thoughts in my head rather than um, than podcasts and books all the time. So if I'm running with people, though, then I just chat with them. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so um, that's what's going on when I am running either by myself or with friends. Um, how do I think that running has improved my life? I've given this some thought over the years and I actually do think it's saved my life in many ways you know I've told you a couple of stories with you know being overweight very overweight that was pretty overweight and I, if I hadn't done anything who knows where that could have gone health-wise 
with my first marriage, like who knows, you don't know, but it wasn't going anywhere healthy either. I wonder about that. Um, you know, my kids, those of you who've got kids, you know that it's not all straight sailing. One of my kids in particular had a pretty tough time of it. And as a parent, it's tough on you as well. So I think sometimes if it wasn't for my running, being able to handle just the everyday crap that life can throw at you, it just would have been so much harder. So I'm really grateful for my running and that it's been in my life for so long. Why am I doing this podcast? Well, it's to encourage more people to get out there and run. It's so simple and it's not just good for you physically, but it's really good for you mentally. I've mentioned it on the podcast a number of times, but years ago, and my mum went from being a teacher to retraining as an art therapist. And I can remember thinking while I was running, um, she's not particularly sporty, by the way, but I remember trying to explain to her that, that when I was running and I was in the flow, I really felt like my mind was in the best space that it could be. And then, you know, in recent years, I've done some research and the neuroscience has now proven that when we're in the running flow or whatever you want to call it, it's actually quite similar to when people are meditating. The same neural pathways are being created and our brain is, is um, <clears throat> producing certain chemicals which make us feel good and are really good for us. And so I think there are times with our running where we find that place, that space where we're just in the moment and everything is right with the world. Even when it's not, you're actually having those moments of relief from whatever craziness your life is, is giving you. So I think if you have running as a tool in your toolbox so that you can cope with life's craziness, and if you learn how to get into that flow when you needed it and not just when it kind of happens, which most of us runners are guilty of, we just, oh, that was a good run or we had some good moments in that run. Wouldn't it be really good if you could tap into that? And actually you can, and you can tap into it anytime you need and you just need to focus on it. That's it. It's not hard. You just need to stop thinking about all the other things, be in touch, as I explained a minute ago, with just being there in the moment, what's going on around me? How's my body feeling? How's the wind in my hair? What can I hear? What am I smelling? Just really focusing on just being, you know, can I feel my heartbeat? Um, try counting your steps um, with your breath, using your breath as, as something to focus on. So there's, there's lots of ways you can do it and they're all quite simple and we can all do it. That is a big reason to why I started the podcast, to encourage not just more people to run, but those of us who do run to actually use running for more than just getting to the next race or being feeling physically good, but also to have it as a way to feel mentally good, to help through those times when things are tough. So that's why I'm doing the podcast. I hope that this is helping you in your life in some way. Many of us, when life gets really crappy or tough, we actually stop running because we think, hey, um, I don't have time for this. I'm really busy doing X, Y, Z and dealing with all of this stuff that's happened in my life right now. I don't have time to go for a run. Actually, 
that's when you should be going for a run more than you should be doing anything else. I hope that's how you feel about it as well. And I'm pretty sure it will be that I'm not the only one who gets those awesome feelings from their running. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how it's improved my life in every way. <laughs> like I don't think I would be the person I am now. In fact, I can, I know I wouldn't be the person that I am now without running and as a result, that's also what I want to do. And that is with this podcast and with Fit Mind, Fit Body. And that is to encourage more people, whether you're a runner or not, as I keep saying, uh, to use it for your mental health as well as your physical health. So you can have a fit mind and a fit body at the same time. That's the plan and the goal. I'd love to spread it as far and wide as I can. So before I wrap up with what's been quite a long uh, version for me is beginner's tips. So if people come to me and they ask me, how do I start running? One of my uh, best tips, I think, would be to just get started and to be consistent. That's it. Just be consistent. Obviously, all the tips that people say in the past, they're all really valid and a lot of people have said be consistent I think it's really important obviously new shoes not new shoes but maybe new shoes but good running shoes be consistent um, and honor yourself you know you're doing this for yourself and ultimately when you are the best you that you can be you will turn up in the world and be able to be the best you for other people you'll be much nicer to be around. I certainly know I'm nicer to be around when I've been for a run. Um, and you'll be able to help everybody who means anything to you in your life in a much, much better way. Um, and you'll feel better. You just, it's great. So be consistent. Uh, all of the things that people said before, if you can tie it into running with some friends, um, that always works too. For those of you who need that kind of um help to get you out the door i.e somebody's waiting for you that's always good too i haven't even mentioned parkrun i should say that before <laughs> parkrun is a great place to get started it didn't exist when i started running but uh, running club did which is uh, why i became so consistent i think is because i had um, a place to go each saturday during winter and it kept me training because um, i didn't want to um, not keep improving if I could and that was that's what kept me going out the door so I hope this has helped you all um, there's a little bit more about me maybe there's some things in there you didn't know or maybe uh, you're someone who knows me so well that you knew all those things <laughs> who knows let me know um, I'd love to hear from you so if you would like to talk to me about your running journey and what you think about running and how it improves your life I would love to hear from you. So get in touch and uh, we'll share you with the world and we'll encourage more people to get out there and run, not just for their physical, but also for their mental health. Thank you so much for listening to my story. I hope that it has helped you a little bit. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. I also wanted to let you know that I've created an email list 
so you won't miss any podcast episodes. You'll find details in the show notes and on the Fit Mind Fit Body website, along with a bunch of resources on mindful running. They'll help you to get and stay mentally and physically fit. And I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running and ultimately to improve their life. See you soon.